0: Hello friends, how happy are you going to be to hear that we have the long-awaited return of Johnny and Yusuf from Propane Fitness and today we are tackling the murky world of relationships. It's going to be the first in a series, Relationships 101. I wanted to discuss this topic for quite a while and I finally managed to get hold of the boys as well. I know they have got some really great insights. We have three very contrasting views on relationships, as I'm sure that you can imagine, three very differing life experiences up to now. And yeah, this is beginning to take the Modern Wisdom channel in the direction that I want it to go in. So any feedback that you have, I'd love to hear it, at Chris Willex on Instagram or Twitter, find me on Facebook. Even better than that, I've now started a multi-cam video recording setup at home. What this means is that the YouTube content is super good. Video Guy Dean, who I can't thank enough, has started overlaying a lot of the graphs and the statistics that we refer to during the podcast on the video footage itself. So for an extra level of interaction and obviously to see Johnny's ever-growing top knot in its full majesty... 1080p head to youtube search modern wisdom podcast please press subscribe also in the comments we can have a discussion and the community can start to build there the love island podcast did super well and there was some really engaging and interesting discussions that went on there so if you want to connect with some other like-minded individuals who also listen to this content please head to the youtube channel i'd love you to subscribe it really does help but here we go, Johnny and yusuf they're back again. When we did our first ever Q&A, did you see that there's one question which wasn't a question? It just said... I wish he was. I wish he lived close enough to me so that I could find him on Tinder in my radius.
1: You mm. need to expand your radius ultimately, like you know what you need Tinder Pro. Or you can just travel around. Drop yourself. And... Can you?
0: Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Tinder, we are going to talk about dating advice today. Dating. Dating. Um, dating. It's something that I've been. <sighs> Relationships has been a podcast that we wanted to do for ages. And dating long advice, time. yeah, real long time. Dating advice for me forms a nice foundation for that because most people will go through the process of dating someone that kind of, you can take it from the moment that you meet someone that you may fancy up until the point at which you, they become your boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm. And there's an awful lot, like that's a an area that covers many sins, right? Mm-hmm. Like. From first dates to seeing someone, whatever the fuck that
2: means, to so when from, you define the relationship, and from initial to being exclusive with someone, yeah, what, what I'm talking you, about, from initial to marriage, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So because so, yeah. I would, I would say, arguably, all of that is technically. In my mind, I know that's ridiculous. No, 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 no it's, it's still data. kind of data. Sort of. Like, because I think it's all of it's just arbitrary. Well, what is a relationship? Big, a relationship is legal. legal
0: yeah, you've not litigated yourself into a relationship <laughs> <laughs> until you're married, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, so all of this we can try and mm. conceptualize down. So I wanted to. Should we move chronologically then
1: from single life all the way up to.
2: I want to leave single can life. Unlock this, make another fresh note. I'm going to make some notes. Sure. Okay. I just cool. want to organize my thoughts. Sorry, right. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it to you, Lam.
0: Lemo le mom. I, make, I make notes now this isn't a Russell brand thing, but I do actually make notes, so I wanted to posit to you a bunch of things that I've been thinking recently about what are you' laughing at what are you laughing
2: at? <laughs> just that he's got what Swiftkey. key? well just um. leave him to talk about it <laughs> oh no, no it, it's that he's got a special keyboard on but his phone. But just
0: leave him to talk about it and that we can lifehacks it, can't we? Oh, oh yeah, so, okay, I so am I'm, so, I'm sorry. In, oh,
1: yeah. in two weeks' time.
0: Listeners and, <laughs> and viewers, on the brand new three-camera home YouTube setup. 3D. One, two. Trez. Yes. Um, the reason that I may seem a little agitated is that Johnny was 50 minutes late and Yusuf was 90 minutes late. And we've planned this for two weeks.
1: You've been kind, though. I was more than ninety minutes late. Okay. Despite having six, seven days' notice yeah. for this, it's fine. So it's gone. Moving on.
0: Um, I wanted to talk about it's gone. I wanted to talk it's about. Gone.
1: Sorry. 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 <laughs> I'll I'll be sensible. You're testing me. It's all right. Well, it'll
2: it'll. You've got to you've got to warm in. Warm, more. Up this. Warm up to it. Right. He's so. just got here. He's freezing cold. Go on. Go. Go. So I wanted to talk about dating
0: and what I've been thinking about while I was away in America, I ended up um, having a chat with a young girl over there who'd kind of been going through the throes of her first series relationship. And what came out of that was me making some realizations and some rules about my past behavior that girls could stick to, which would form a framework for them to avoid bad guys and stick with good guys.
1: So some heuristics that they can follow yeah. to keep them on the... On the right path. Are okay. you
2: a bad guy or a good guy
0: in that I framework. was. I was the person that you should avoid. Right. And the reason that I know the things that you need to look out for <coughs> and the, the and so barriers they... you need to put in place is because they were the ones that would have tripped me up.
1: Okay. So, so this is the cheat. This, this is behind the curtain. Like, this, this is, is the what- cheat. This is
0: the cheat codes of how to get around assholes. Reverse wow. engineered it.
1: Okay, I, I would also like to contest that further down the line over that you are someone who you want to avoid because but You think- only
0: know me. You only know me from what? When I was 24, 25? True. And oh, okay. before so that, I'm talking. I'm talking like eighteen to twenty three. So anyway, okay, I've got could, some. So let me let me foundation it for you. Every guy under the age of around about twenty three. If you take the average, is not really worthy of being in a relationship with. And if you want to have a relationship with someone who's balanced and for it to last for a long time as a girl, I, I think that you're fighting a losing battle. I think that under the age of 23 to 25, most guys think with the penis first. They don't have a very solid understanding of who they are. And they're constantly chasing after, for the most part, they're heavily chasing after female attention to help them bolster their own ego because they don't have a, a concrete sense of character about who they are anymore. Now, obviously, there's going to be outliers in this. Perfect example is my business partner, Darren. So he met his missus in the second year of uni. I think they got together in the third year. They moved in when they were 21, 22. They got a dog when they were 25. They got married when they were 26. They got another dog at 27. They had. They got a kid at 29 or 28. And now they're in this amazing house and they- Very systematic progression. Yeah. It is the perfect framework. Mm-hmm. The equivalent of the American dream, but like marriage, it's a naughty. college sweetheart. Like it's, yeah. it, they've got it, but they're the outliers, mm-hmm. especially yeah. for him. He is the absolute rarity in this situation. So I think a lot of the time people who don't understand what I do, my job now as a club promoter is actually more as just a leader and a glorified parent. So I'm a, a pretty much a big brother to between 250 and 500 students in Newcastle and Manchester every single year. And every year I get older, but they stay the same age. They just get replaced. There's mm-hmm. just this conveyor belt of new people coming in and the same situations come up over and over and over and over again. And, and these people who work for me are people who work for me. Right. Yeah. Not people in the clubs. Not, I'm not close enough to the people right. that are in the clubs. But these are people who are in the clubs. Mm. They're just ones that I'm closer to. That's because you tell the people
1: who tell the people, tell the people to <laughs> go to, to the go clubs. To go to the clubs,
0: yeah, exactly. You've That's the correct framework. Mm. So I think one of the first things that girls need to be really conscious of, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to do guys. Hey. Um, I'm going to do guys as well. I'm going to give advice to guys. Got it? But I'm going to go for girls first. Just then, to
1: add to your foundation there as well, I think you said that going for a man under 23 and expecting someone who is stable and emotionally mature and reliable Mm -hmm. for a relationship purpose is a losing battle because statistically they're not going to be, I think, and I remember you discussed this as well, which is that there's a, the, the curves of when men and women emotionally mature don't overlap properly. And Mm -hmm. I think by age 23, there's a stark difference in, Like there's probably both genders have a a surge period where they do emotionally mature, but Mm -hmm. they don't coincide. And so you can end up with an absolute idiot and wondering how you got there.
0: Well, the thing is that at the age of about 21, I would say that the vast majority of guys are still assholes and girls are still psychos. Now, I know that's colloquially termed, but everyone who's listening knows what I mean. The girls have had their hearts broken by some guy who didn't know how to treat them correctly. Maybe once, maybe a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Their trust in men is just through the floor guys have Doing realized
1: that of like sex as conquest and trying to like that's what guys are at. Yeah.
0: Guys are guys are numbers on the tr- on the uh, notches on the headboard and just spray it about as much as possible. <laughs> Spr- spray it about. Um so I'm having this discussion with this girl in America <laughs> and I was just having a little bit of a think about what it is that girls need to be wary of and basically what is the format, you know, on this podcast we talk about life hacks we try and lay out in as simple and conceptual a way as possible how you can be optimal right Mm -hmm. like what's the best way to behave in the world and this may not be the best way but it's the best way that i can think of so it's worth me like saying to you guys right it's worth Mm -hmm. me articulating Mm -hmm. the first thing that i think that girls need to do when they start speaking to guys and this is in you've met them in a club or you've like match them on Tinder or you've started chatting to them from work or whatever it might be, when you first begin speaking to them, I think that girls get too much of a bad rap for giving lads a hard time and making them jump through hoops. Personally, for me, I don't think they're making them jump high enough. Like, I think that the hurdles that are laid down by girls for men, especially when you're talking 20, 21, 22, 23, Mm -hmm. but up to, you know, throughout the whole way through life, I think the higher that the hurdles are – as long as you are making sure that the man knows that you're interested and that you're giving them sufficient attention to know that they're going to continue to play the game, I think it's a win-win scenario, including for the men, right? And let me tell you why. So, firstly, if you're laying down, and by laying down hurdles, what I mean is not folding (coughs) or um, compromising on something that you think. When they do something wrong, you tell them straight away and you Mm -hmm. put them in their place. When they make plans and they cancel them, you don't need to go overboard. You don't need to be passive aggressive. And we'll get onto that in a second because that is the number one way to remove the integrity of what you're saying, right? Passive aggressiveness for me is up there with the top no-no's that, you should, that girls should do in relationships and guys as well. By laying down these hurdles for girls, the first thing that it does is it certifies that the guy who you're speaking to is invested in you in the long term if they're not prepared to get past you asking them a question about their last relationship or you asking them to make plans for a night out, if you ask them, okay, let's go out on Wednesday, but I'm going to let you plan the date. I'll plan the next one, but you plan the date and you turn up and he then says, I've got nothing planned. You need to tell him that he's fucked up. You need to say that shit. That's
1: not, that's not yeah. a good investment in your time. So it's, the the example there is is having a principle and making sure that the principle is upheld.
0: Draw some hard lines in the sand of what is and is not acceptable behaviour. So
1: I think I've seen both ends of the spectrum where either there is shit testing for shit testing's sake and it mm-hmm. almost is like it's contrived, it's just trying to give someone a hard time for the sake of it, mm-hmm. but there's no real underlying principle. Very similar to if you've seen the argument clinic on Monty Python where he goes into the room and he's like, Hello, um, <coughs> am I in the right room for an argument? He's like, No, you aren't. Like Yeah. Hey, yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. No, can I'm not. you can you and briefly explain on.
0: what shit testing is, please, for people who yeah, don't sure. know pick so up well, artistry.
1: Ultimately well, so yeah, I'd like to get on to pick up artistry as well. But yeah, so shit testing just what you've said. Giving someone a like a hard time or, or to see how they respond. That, yeah, it's, for the a purpose, it's
0: the purpose of doing that though, right? Purely
1: for that without an underlying. It's um, the female intention. equivalent
0: of negging, right?
1: Yeah. So so the and what my point is that there has to be a certain agenda and that has to be a stable set of principles. It's as got to said. be born out of integrity. <clears throat> whereas at one point in the argument clinic, he's like, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. Hang on. This isn't an argument. This is just contradiction. He's like, no, it isn't. But yes, it is. Like an <laughs> argument is a series of statements formed around a specific foundational point. Whereas you're just disar- like disagreeing with everything that I say. And so there's the difference. I think like if it's, if it's upholding a certain set of values, yes, then yeah, so you're totally right, and that's and that's the, something that I've missed, and and the other needs, side of it is just being a, a doormat. It needs to so. be.
0: It needs to be born of what you. What do you consider as a girl to be acceptable and unacceptable behaviour in a man? Then draw the lines in the sand and don't compromise on them. So here's the reasons that it's good that you are going to make sure that the men that you invest your time in are sufficiently invested in you, because the ones who fall at the first hurdle and aren't prepared to get over it. What do you think was going to fucking happen when they're drunk in a nightclub and some girl comes up to them? Like, this is... It's making sure that they can bear a sufficiently heavy load, even at a f- fucking empty bar level of a heavy load, <laughs> that when they have to go and do a one rep max in terms of virtue, that they might actually have the capacity to bear it. Does that make sense? Just so looking at
1: their bar speed when the, when the <laughs> bar is empty. <laughs> This is
0: probably going to go over the head of a few girls. <laughs> There's going to be like two CrossFit girls that know but, what we're talking about. Like,
1: but, but you're at the bar. What if you were yeah. at a pub? You're like, yeah. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I'm I'm Why would speed? I be in the bar?
0: So, okay, so that's the fir- that's the first thing that's good
2: before we move on. Yeah, these these principles. If we are for someone who's listening, yeah, does this apply? So I think there has to be a conversation of like, is is this person looking for a one night stand scenario? Are they looking to move towards? Have I, have I jumped ahead? No, no. You've asked the you've asked the perfect question. All right, because because I, I think you have to.
0: be yeah. with the end of do If the, you, think, don't you? if the, if, the, if as a girl, all that you're your, shocking, then like, if you if you if, of, if like, you want a pasting as a girl, kill. like crack on, mm. <laughs> find a guy that is lower the barriers. Well, lower the lower the barriers, but heighten the standards. Like because mm. if you want a one night stand, your parameters for what you're looking for in a mate mm-hmm. change. Yep intellectually <coughs> how bothered, bothered are you but in terms of you probably look, want someone who's a bit lean you probably want someone mm-hmm. who's muscular who physically fits the attributes that you need mm-hmm. whereas you know we've all been around beautiful but stupid people
1: mm-hmm. right and vice versa mm-hmm. really interesting people who are not sexually attracted to and I find that dynamic so interesting because if you ask most women and women if you're listening and disagree please say but like any woman I've spoken to and I've asked would you have sex with a man who you find physically attractive but was really bored you it was boring as hell as opposed to someone who you maybe but you found attractive but you hated, mm. and they prefer to have sex with a man who they hated because at least there's some intensity there, there's some passion. Some feeling. Whereas I think men are much different in the sense that, like, you could have sex with someone that you found quite boring. Mm. I think Honestly, men to scale spend it spend time to a
2: them, very but. mechanical interaction, whereas mm-hmm. I think women less so. It's much more visceral yeah. as a man, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Uh, the, perfectly correct. If all that you're looking for is sex, then change your parameters around.
2: So this is a different.
0: That's yeah. So I'm talking one. about. This I'm is... talking about dating. I wouldn't say the. Okay. It, I wouldn't class dating. It's, if you need to go out on the pull. Mm-hmm. Then we will do. And if you want a podcast on that, then we'll do a podcast on how to
2: be single. Like so this isn't this isn't trading; it's investing. This isn't exactly day, this isn't yes. day trading. It's not short-term positions. This is I'm looking for a long-term yes position. yeah.
1: So it's not going hell for leather on cryptos. This yeah. Is yeah. Just like yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. You're not you're not margin trading. You're not <laughs> doing fifty wealth times creation. Yes, right. exactly. So hopefully that made it much clearer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first thing that's good, right? Mm. So it means that you filter out the bottom feeders, mm-hmm. the men who aren't worth your time, and you. You jump ahead a couple of steps. Mm. So, cool. Second thing that's good is it sets a tone for the relationship moving forward. That means that you're not going to take shit. Mm. So, we all know, and we'll get over this when we do relationships, the proper relationships podcast. For me, the key in almost every relationship is like the first six weeks to ten weeks. The reason being that you set precedent after precedent after precedent For what happens in X situation and Y situation and Z situation? What happens when you don't get a message after someone's been on a night out saying that they've got home safe? Mm. How do you react? How do you react when they get in late? How do you react when they cancel a date? How do you react when they do whatever? So I forgot to say (laughs) that particular camera can only do around about 20 minutes at a time. Every so often (laughs) I'm going (coughs) to pass it on to you. I'm going to have to get up and I'm going to have to change it. Thanks video guy, Dean. Um, (laughs) You're going to pass it on to, as in we speak, and then I'm going to get get to that. Uh, If you're just listening, Uh, that's completely pointless, but it's fine. So it sets the tone for the relationship moving forwards, right? Mm -hmm. It means that you are drawing lines in the sand, not only for now that filter out potential mates, but you're also training them to be a good mate for you. Mm -hmm. The third and final one, and this is the one that I think is most holistic Mm -hmm. moving forward, is... Men really... In fact, I'm going to make this into a four. Thirdly, men really fucking need this. The reason being that it makes them learn what is and is not acceptable behavior for women. Like, if if you are with a guy and you find out that he's been messaging your mate and you think that that, based on your own values and your own integrity, you think that that is unacceptable behavior and you bin him off, that's only going to happen to him two or three times before he goes... I probably need to change my behavior. Mm-hmm. The reason that this continues to happen is, is that, that guys are able to wheedle their way through. And this is speaking from experience because for years and years and years, I was able to outwit girls that I was seeing to one degree or another, whatever level of depth you want to say that
1: is. Mm-hmm. And I was, to, I was able to get myself out of it. So I never learned. This is the Parkinson's law, like in a social context. The so Parkinson's law is where you... And a task fills the time that you've allocated to it. And I'm sure if you've been working to a deadline with an essay or something, you're like, for some reason, you, there's no way you can just get it done a week in advance in a two-hour slot. Like before. It, yeah, it always mm. extends to that. And the same thing, like, if a certain behaviour is permitted frequently, then you lower your own standards for yourself. Get to so, so as a man, you want someone to hold you to a higher standards. Like Earl Nightingale says, the... Treat a man as you expect him to be, not as he is, and you know give him the room to expand to that and to rise up to <coughs> that perfect. challenge. So
0: that that quote has managed to make a good synopsis, I think, of everything that I've come up mm-hmm. with here. So, uh,
2: go on. I, I think if I had, I think as a twenty-one-year-old or even younger, like twenty-year-old, I was too ego-driven. To have probably realised the, I I think as a, as a young guy you take a lot of advice like this. Or I know this isn't aimed at guys. This part, or is mm-hmm. it? Well, it can, it can be. F-
0: it should be because yeah. guys should realise they can make implications from this. Mm. The vast majority of the audience that's listening to this, maybe two thirds of it, are men. Are oh, men? Okay. I um, think all of the behaviours you've covered. There's a
1: flip. To they, both sides, yeah, they they, they exist sides. on you need both, to yes, both directions. Yeah. and yeah. I
0: think that men. Should be interested in why women are motivated the way that they are, and women should be vice versa.
1: And men, men should hold women to a higher standard of behavior as well. There's just no, wait, yeah, we're going to get it so, Okay. Oh okay. so, uh, yeah. You get yeah I, do, I,
2: just, I think the. I think it's hard to, as a guy that age, when I think you're finding your like your own feelings and your own beliefs in a lot of areas like this, like what do I think is true in these situations, you're forming judgments based on experiences, and someone says actually women you know a woman should treat you like this i think a lot of guys when faced with higher standards or sort of a, a framework that they have to operate in sort of resist and and go for the the person who's not doing that lowest hanging fruit yeah because it, that's easier yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I but think they don't want to hang- be they don't want to be challenged with that but again as girls do you want to be low-hanging fucking fruit no of course <laughs> like of so, course not, so we yeah. go back to, we go back to the first the first advantage that you get The fact that you filter out the guys that aren't worth your time. Mm -hmm. And if, again, with this, there's kind of like a curve, right? So one night stand is this particular level. And then I want marriage is this particular level. And then anywhere in between, there's some, Yeah, do you understand? Mm -hmm. So you can go, okay, well, I can lay down lines in the sand that are sufficiently hard as I need to. But Mm. imagine if tomorrow, every woman on the planet adhered to a similar framework as this. There would, be a, lot less, there would be a there would be a lot rave. less sex for a long time. Mm-hmm. But imagine where men would be in 20 years.
1: <laughs> so like if, because because if you, you want if you there.
0: want if you want to have sex with a woman, you have and or if you want to be in a relationship with a woman, you have to learn how to treat her correctly. You have to learn what isn't is not acceptable behaviour. And
2: if you fuck up, you will be better for the next woman who comes around. So this is this is coming from a. This whole conversation is coming from a perspective of like women are the on the victim side of this equation. Like men
1: mistreat women, but men are the sexual protagonists, and, the and women give access to so, to that. Women, mm-hmm. women, women, uh, female women. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's probably a correct statement. Isn't yeah, it? The
0: female kind, uh, human females, is what I meant. Got it. Human females are the only females in the animal kingdom that are sexually selective, right? Okay. So if Everyone a, else is just if a cool. chimpanzee's on heat, she'll mate with the alpha male, mm-hmm. but only because he's there, the given the up, given the opportunity, yep. she'll mate with any male when she's right. on heat. Okay. The only reason so. she mates with the alpha male is because there's a threat of big violence element. and because they're, because they're available. <laughs> big Spanjpress. <sponge> <laughs> yeah. He will bait. be. I bet he does. He's got the <laughs> biggest <beach bench> press, <laughs> he does. So, and I'm going to now move on to Women mate across and up. Dominance hierarchies.
1: Okay. Right? What do what to, what to men mate across and up? Across and down. Do you think men just mate across and down? <laughs> so <laughs> they, they never
2: start. they never shoot. When you say dominance hierarchies, you mean like I'm a seven out of 10, they're a nine out of 10. Is that what you mean on that level of basis? Or do you mean...
1: That's attractiveness, isn't it? Or really?
2: Well, I, I, that's what I'm trying to get. Like what oh, do okay. we mean by dominance hierarchy in this So it's, how,
1: it's,
0: it's how you have um, raised yourself up Through uh, the social, uh, how high your social equity is, is one way that you could put this. So dominance hierarchy is, and the reason for this is, you have twice as many mothers, anthropologically, evolutionarily, as you do men. Do you know that fact? I didn't. Right. So what that means is that on average in history, every woman has had one child and every other man has had two. Got it. Does that make sense? Got it. So you have what's called a Pareto distribution, which is nothing, 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 everything. And that's because human males are chosen at the top of the dominance hierarchy. So you have losers and you have winners. Mm -hmm. Whereas with females, the distribution is more even. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. And the reason for that is that men
2: mate across and down. (laughs) And women... I made across and up. so what let's let's take a very basic example of this, so I'm a really really attractive woman mm-hmm. right I know it's hard to imagine I mean, but let's say very shapely though. let's say um, I, It's not just
0: remembering it's not just we're not just talking attractiveness uh, here it's I, I no no yeah I know. The but package. so
2: I consider myself as a result of that and my social status to be pretty high, mm-hmm. so I would then rather sleep with someone or mate with someone who I perceive to be of a higher social status than me or on a level or on a level almost in spite of what they look like necessarily. So like if someone, it depends on, it depends on how the the
0: dominance hierarchy will usually be influenced by looks as well. Right. Okay. That would be an,
1: an, but there are multiple overlapping dominance hierarchies. And so, so like rather than having one big one that all of humanity follows, (laughs) That would mean that only one person would reach the top, and it was competition would be so stiff. And so we it's create multiple ones your, that yeah. within different social circles. So if you're working in if if you're a if you're a solicitor, then like that you operate in a different hierarchy to if you're a bodybuilder, and yeah. then the, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. all these things. And, and we create our own sort of characteristics, and <laughs> it's
2: like geographical and within friendship circles and so, you know, so yeah, yeah, Absolutely, but the, the extreme of what I was trying to get at is. You see, you, you have this image, it's like people joke about it, of like the the really fantastically attractive model who's married to a guy who is 80 years old, but extremely wealthy. She's not, she's not marrying for love. Well, okay. But, but she sees him at, at, as a very high social status. To a degree, but I still don't think that she's marrying for
0: love. That's that's marrying or being in a relationship without integrity again. Okay, so, so that's contrary to this, this model. To a degree. Yeah, right. I, it, I don't think she's marrying up and across dominance hierarchies. I think she's marrying up and across income hierarchies. Like mm-hmm. she's just with, waiting for the which, fucking which world form, to
1: come around. It's a form of a dominance hierarchy, but yeah, mm-hmm. the, the agenda there is skewed because, like, the typical gold digger <laughs> thing is like you're waiting for someone to die so that you can inherit their money. the money. The income may be associated
2: uh, with like social status, but there's still they're publicity. Like,
1: yeah, okay. So there's maybe some that like the
0: idea of it dragging them up mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you, you touched on an interesting point, and I can imagine that some people at home might be thinking that this does sound like men are the sexual aggressors, and women are victims, these maidens-in-waiting, <laughs> right? <laughs> but we cannot get away from the fact that women are the ones that make the decision to say yes or no,
1: broadly, okay? Well, they have to bear a greater biological load for absolutely. So that's that's not be my
2: experience. <laughs> <Andrew>. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Becca.
1: Um, so sorry, they, Alexis, they are the right. ones.
0: They're the ones that make the decision mm-hmm. broadly. Okay. Yeah. They're the ones that get to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that there are more men prepared to have sex with women with women than there are women prepared to have sex with men, and this is the reason for this. You have, on average, one mother and two. Do you know? What I mean, yeah. you have half yeah. the number of fathers as you do par- as you do mothers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the implication of that for men is quite interesting I think actually like what does that mean as a man that you should be doing it means that first off if you want to be successful with women by luck or by crook the dominance hierarchy is probably a pretty good place to start it's kind of like waving a flag above your head Mm. and you know there's I'll link I'll make sure that I link in the show notes below some of the studies about the mating like across and above and across <clears> and below <throat> but as a man you almost set a glass ceiling based on your own
2: position within this dominance hierarchy there was something that you said which is a really like sort of Crayola example of this which was like I'm single and I don't know why but like I haven't got a job I can't drive what is that is oh there?
1: yeah trying to find a uh I'll have to dig that up because it was really well worded. It, yeah, but there was someone. Yeah, like, so the flip side of that is someone saying, "As a man, if you read books, lift weights, dress well, and smile, you're instantly, in the top twenty percent." Fl- like, it, like it, it's, the, it's the bar. The bar is set at the ground, and so going well, above that is like incredibly well. And you know, <laughs> to very
0: briefly to go back to the thing about who gets to choose to have sex. Mm-hmm. perfect, perfect example here is Gay Pride was recently moving through the UK mm-hmm. and I've got a number of gay friends who've been to a number of Gay Prides and they say to me, so, you know, lads, lads, on nights out, <laughs> usually, you think, i ah, they're up for it. They're up for it. And really, the only hurdle they have to get over is whether or not the women are. Again, I know that we're regressing back a little no, bit to for, just for sex. For the sake of the, understanding it, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That um, for the purposes of just sex and presuming that that's the first place they go to that then leads to a relationship, whereas with women, it may be a little bit more of a, a slow takeoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, imagine the the decision makers are women.
2: Mm.
0: Now remove the decision maker and replace that with another man. And he said, mm. mate, can you imagine what it's like at gay pride? And <laughs> no. this, is coming, this is coming from the fucking source, okay? Yeah, yeah. This may not be representative of all gay prides and I'm sure that there's some men out there that play hard to get, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, men like to shagger the men. Yeah. Like... They really, really like to fuck other men. And you go to like the gay pride events and these are the stories that I hear back. Mm. And they're like, some of the things that these guys see are like harrowing. I just
1: can't believe how much fucking sex these guys are having. If you've been to a gay bar, you get touched up so much. Do you? I've I've not. Oh, okay. I've not had that experience. It might just be me then, but... (laughs) you should take Chris and I to a
0: gay bar. Did they think think that you were the low-hanging fruit? I don't know. I (laughs) don't know. I mean, I'm wearing are this, you, like, slutty little... In your party pants. Little, little <laughs> nose piercing. Thing. Nose <laughs> piercing. <laughs> slightly exotic. I, I, I do get... I get a lot of...
2: I get more male attention than female. For uh, sure. Well, what do you think that says about you? I think that's true for me, too. Really? But I don't... I, not in a gay bar. Like, not in it's that. It's
1: because you've got, like, a neotonous face, but you're, like... Neotonous. But you're quite, like, angular. Please tell us big, what. Yesterday, like he, he hair, tried to
2: tell like, me that his
1: language, vocabulary, is poor. <laughs> What's neotenic? <laughs> neotonous. Like a sort of cherub-like, like a like younger face. All right. But, like, the, the, this is this is other people's words, not neoteness necessarily, but people being like, <laughs> oh, like, he's he's got the face of an angel and the body of a demon. <laughs> wow. It's a very okay. fabulous That uh, sounds statement. like the sort of thing
0: that you find in your message requests on Instagram, <laughs> isn't it?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so because of that... Like I get male attention. Why I do think, you get male attention? I think well, I'm speculating. Like I, 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 can't I think see that you interview. do. You, you've got some soft
0: features. Okay. You, it's nice. It's, Thank you. You're kind of like the real case of Benjamin Button, but only from the neck up. <laughs> okay. You're regressing. I'm like a little cherub. Yeah, you are. Can we tra- strap you to a tree? Well, we, no, so I, I would rather not. I was,
1: in a, I was in a gym in Kenton Park Leisure Centre where there's <laughs> cages around the security cameras. Oh, I remember. And this man was big guy telling us about his time in jail and his steroid use and stuff and he looks over at Johnny and he goes you're lovely you know? and <laughs> all Johnny's
2: like uh, thank you I was like Fucking he's like, he, he's like,
0: you know you just, just said lovely
2: and Johnny's like I think he was being deeply facetious can we, can I, we go if, yeah. he wanted,
0: if, mate, if he wanted you <laughs> he would have had you, were, you were his yeah, yeah I know there and then there I was doing uh, he was just repping bent like, over 160 roles. bench yeah he was a no break. I was doing snatch Call in Kent gym. gym doing snatch Doing with, with the small, thick metal With plates. five kilo plates. Yeah. So, we've we've done that. It's we've segwayed. A mm-hmm. little. But with, I think, good point there. And then, you know, talking about that, the example about uh, men, men
2: on men, men yeah. on men sex. The best example of that, you were saying to me, Grinder has a location feature.
1: Oh, but it's within meters. Like, it's really <laughs> Imagine if
2: Tinder had a location feature. Well, <clears throat> oh, find the woman that you've matched with. Yeah. Well, that, but, but I think Grinder just has like a it's like a radar like a so like does,
1: I mean, like does... play like Call of Duty or something I, I, like it's like <laughs> it tells yeah, you where be, everyone is be,
0: be, 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 be. so is um, so
1: so does mean, that mean that men co- are predatory I wonder if there's in more that consensus of like a predation on in gay <laughs> scenes than in like a it's well bar- what happens you if you care. think you're
0: a predator and you turn up and you're you're huge 160 bench guy from Kenton Gym's there so and you're, you're like oh predatory. shit
2: I've, this is more hunters being hunted yeah exactly yeah. oh no 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 <laughs> Um, but by that logic, you wouldn't mind being hunted. Yeah, fair enough. You're just there. Yeah.
1: Well, no, because you might be a bummer, but not a bummy, and so
2: that's the that's the dynamics and mechanics that I I'm can't in begin own. to I'm completely, understand. Yeah, we, parents, we, need, yeah. we need
1: to have uh, an articulate gay man to yeah. come in. I would to love to understand more about yeah, me it. me too.
2: Like, how do you know whether you're a bummy or a bummer?
1: Well, no, I think
0: you know. I think you know which one you are. How do you know which one? That, I think
1: it's it, you put it on your profile.
2: Yeah, but yeah, what about... What? Me, me what's top the, or what's bottom. the metrics on the bar? What? Top or
1: bottom. Top or bottom. Yeah, you just put that on, like... On Grindr? D- right, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just... <laughs> why do you know so much about Grindr? The thing because I, I, think, uh, I got, Don't I got just a hit this with disclaimers. Why, why did you get profile? You know the profile? I was at a party and this guy, was like, hey, you should get a we We've hit the mother load here, Chris. <laughs> right. I don't Cancel this topic. exactly. Forget about dating. But we have to get... Well, this is still dating, It is. It's in the same... We have to get a game man that is... Happy to talk about the intricacies of... I've got, of I've got, I've got a
0: couple that could be really, really good, actually. That's fine. That. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then we can
1: discover... Because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm This is, complete, this is completely like,
0: new ground for me. But oh. Tom
2: Ford, the, the fashion designer, designer, has yeah. a theory that all straight men should be anily yeah. penetrated.
1: It's quite a good justification for this, but he does have an agenda, doesn't he? That's the He wants to increase the pool of straight men the trouble. Men <laughs> that's it. why, if
2: he was a straight man with that opinion, like, fair enough... You would say that. Would be <laughs> Obviously.
0: It's the argument that <laughs> Brett Weinstein and Heather Haynes say when they're talking about Sex at Dawn by Chris Ryan. Mm. So Chris Chris Ryan saying basically everyone anthropologically is built to be polyamorous is a really, really good way to just get women to sleep with you. <laughs> I see. <laughs> to be like, oh mate, it's just yeah. free love <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, hey, right. man. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you just bend over. Um, so, okay. So we've... You know, we've laid out a bit of a framework. What, what are your, th- what are your thoughts there?
1: Well, so that that the that's what pickup artistry is, and I, I suppose telling people to be polyamorous is trying to sideline and subvert this this existing system mm. so that you can mm-hmm. cash in on it. And pickup artistry essentially is the same thing, but it's convincing someone for a short enough period that you are someone who you are not, maybe higher on on a dominance hierarchy that is relevant to the, mm-hmm. so usually like clubbing and that kind of thing. Yeah, and. Hoping sound, you catch up. Yeah, I sounds like such an old bit. clubbing and that sort of. uh you do disco, um, but so I've I've got friends who were really into pickup artistry for some time, and there's one guy. He's a <coughs> German guy, like really good looking, like looks like a test tube baby, like, and he was convinced that it was the pickup artistry. But I think it was just the fact that he's a good looking, confident guy, mm. and it just it just gave him things to say. So I, I think pickup artistry gets mm. a terrible name
0: because terrible name. It's in the name mm. pickup artistry. It's trying to just pick-up girls, right? The whole point is that it's not just on the bedpost and this, that, and the other. But you could look at pick-up artistry from a whole number of other uh, angles, right? Like what I've done over the last three years with the people that I've listened to and the things that I've read has made me a better potential partner unequivocally for any girl that I spend time with. And it's meant that my ability to become in a relationship with women has also improved. As a result of what? Just understanding myself, doing introspective work. I see. All the right. rest is, so is
1: that pickup artistry? Well, pickup artistry is not one thing, I suppose. And it's, it's evolved over the years. Like from from my friend, Lenny, I'm sure he won't mind. Like is, it was very algorithmic. It was very, and he was a computer scientist. So he's very like mm-hmm. focused Input on. Inputs and outputs. You, yeah. You, you say this and then you, you alpha the, the toad and then you neg the whatever and you yeah. do the lemon. And it's like, this was all, it, it was all very formulaic. And he found that it made him quite depressed. In fact, it was, it was him and someone else, but the, the other guy I'm thinking of said that it made him feel very depressed because it created this disconnect between the person that he had to put across mm-hmm. to be attractive to women mm-hmm. and the person who he really was.
0: Yeah. It's like being able to lift on performance-enhancing drugs. And then coming off and being like, oh, oh shit, I'm still really, really weak. Whereas what I've done is I've done a strength protocol naturally <laughs> and brought my, brought my strength up to a, a level where
2: I feel... More capable, mm. mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mark, Mark Manson's book called Models, which is fantastic.
1: So it comes under that bracket, but it's very different, isn't well, it? Well, it's, it's more, more about authenticity, vulnerability. Uh-huh. So
2: he talks about diet, diet, training. He talks about um, like stop masturbating and go out and meet. That like use that energy to go out and meet people. Mm-hmm. Gives his argument is that guys don't have a model, mm-hmm. hence the name, to interact with women, and so they try all this pickup artistry stuff and forget that actually, like, you have to be a valuable desirable thing mm-hmm. and this monster. isn't to say this isn't to say that women
0: aren't either of course women, women also need to add value mm. but again
2: for this I, th- I, think there's an, I think women naturally put a lot more care in their appearance and, and, and that side of things I, th- I, would, I, would, I, would, I would
0: go as far as to say that I think women on the whole are more virtuous than men when it comes mm. to relationships that may be a controversial thing to say but I do think that it's the truth Especially at the younger age bracket. Hmm.
1: I think like, they put in more effort overall. Like, from... Uh, what? Mm.
0: How, many, how many girls do you know that have cheated on men versus men that have
1: cheated on girls? Because I know it at a two-to-one or a three-to-one ratio so going you, men to women. Do you think the motivations are different between why men cheat and why women cheat? Yeah. So, yeah, I can't remember who it was, some relationships guy saying men cheat because they want sex or they want variety. Mm-hmm. Women cheat because they feel... It not attended to enough. So here
0: we, here we go. Have you heard me use the Family Guy analogy before?
1: Oh yeah. This is my
0: favourite <laughs> analogy that I use for dating. There's right a lot of uh, wisdom in that. You I fucking know. love this. The one.
1: writers are clearly
0: quite smart guys. So, anyone who's watched Family Guy before, Peter is stood at the window watching Bonnie, who's Joe's wife, out of the window. And he's got binoculars and he's looking at her getting changed out the window and he's making like under his voice going like she's really hot and sort of making man noises. <laughs> and then Stewie comes in and he walks along to the side and he goes, what are you doing fat man? Looks at him. He goes, looks out to the window and he sees Bonnie getting changed and he goes, I don't understand. You've got this smoking hot wife at home. Why would you be looking at, oh, I see. It doesn't need to be better. It just needs to be different. <laughs> and the value of novelty in a relationship of something new mm. cannot be understated.
1: Biochemically speaking
0: as well. Like mm. it's, it, we can get onto that as yeah. well, the, the um, genetic lottery, as it's called. <laughs> yeah. But the value of novelty can't be understated. It mm. doesn't need to be better. Mm. It just needs to be different. Mm-hmm. And I think that so much cheating from men can be
2: explained by that. So another... It's, it's hyperbolic discounting. <laughs> I not <don't> know <laughs> what that is. So it's... So cheating... Is the reason that people cheat, from my perspective, from like a behavioural perspective, is um, it's failure to see the the power and the value of a long term outcome, long term cost or benefit, mm-hmm. and not being able to discount that appropriately with a short term short term positive for long term. But also, like. I think like especially guys, the number of the guys who I know who've like cheated and like have even thought about cheating and then cheated. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the narrative of. They are better, different, more interesting, funnier, Mm -hmm. more attractive, whatever. But I just think there's a fixed trajectory that relationships take. Mm -hmm. And it's just starting that process again. Like month mm-hmm. one, month two, great. So there's
0: so much stuff that we can go into here. I'm gonna let you do the bit about the genetic lottery. Do you know okay. that? Do you so, know the Brett Weinstein and Heather Heng thing about? I've not seen that. Okay, but. right. Well, I can. I'll be able to lead you. into I was it going it to anyway. talk
1: about the, the the dopaminergic sensitivity. Yes. And, yeah.
0: Cool. So, but before that, mm. I was on uh, Love Island, right? And we apparently I was, and a hundred thousand <laughs> people have seen the podcast. Um link will be I think here, it was too long. or here video guiding. I think it was too long to be honest. Well, I think. you know, <laughs> what else do I think? Five percent. Five percent of people um, that commented said the same.
2: I think it was really surprising uh, to hear that you were intelligent, Chris. And I think it was what were the other comment made me. Really I think that I,
0: I think things. that I want to know what gear that guy that's close to the cameras on. <laughs> Why is he so <laughs> to? Yeah, said? yeah. <laughs> that Jeez. guy's that guy's full of D ball and water. D ball and water. It was the fish lens wasn't it? Yeah, just, it just was. And what? Well, yeah, that's exactly the, that's mm-hmm. exactly the problem page. So I'm on, I'm, a, I'm on Love Island with this guy, and I'm not going to say who it is. And he'd recently split up with his girlfriend after cheating on her a number of times. And he said this sentence to me. So the, the two frameworks that have borne so much of my understanding about relationships are it doesn't need to be better, it just needs to be different. And then mm-hmm. this interaction that I had with someone on Love Island.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Been with this girl for maybe two or three years. Kept on cheating on her. Kept on cheating on, on her and couldn't stop for some mm. reason. You go out and get drunk. So, okay, like rule number one, don't get drunk. Like I'm a pariah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: paragon. I'm a paragon of sobriety. Okay. <laughs> and so that's easy for me to say, right? Yeah. But if you keep on fucking cheating on your girlfriend when you get drunk, stop cheating on her mm. like by stopping getting drunk. All right.
1: If that's the trigger, then yeah, you've well, got Fuck me. Solution. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> put your hand in the fire, it hurts. Yeah, stop putting your hand in the fire. Mm. Exactly.
0: Mm. And he said this sentence to me. And he was saying, "Do you know what it is? I loved it a bit." <laughs> I was attacked by a fly, and then you were like, well, I well, I you could, are "I like, couldn't have happened
1: at a better moment." <laughs> I know, I loved it a bit. And I said to him, "I was attacked by a fly." And, and I, I, call, I called the NHS helpline. Like, seems to be having got a these floaters in my eye. Um, uh, so
2: <laughs> I've like used the stroke framework. <laughs> I loved it a bit,
0: but I okay, just bye. can't keep my dick in my pants. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be saying this. Yeah. I loved it a bit, but I just can't keep my dick in my pants. Between it doesn't need to be better; it just needs to be different. And mm-hmm. I loved it a bit, but I can't keep my dick in my pants. You mm-hmm. have the framework, as far as I'm concerned.
1: So mm-hmm. he's not unhappy in his relationship. He just he just... is <laughs> unable
0: to mm-hmm. counteract his urges to a degree, and you think, okay, so what does that say? He was at the time 24, 25, something Brain like that. Brain Willie. Yeah. yeah. So he's Willie. Who is? When, when <laughs> so, Willie come?
1: <laughs> with
0: <laughs> with it that really with Sorry. that um, wait until he's older
2: so that just wait, mature
0: wait until he's matured and just take it on the chin yeah, the sexual drive. But that particular so that that particular person needs to make some mistakes right and as a girl we're going back to being as a girl and as a guy as well as a girl the implication is allow him to make mistakes but not with you Mm. as a guy allow yourself to spread your royal seed as much as you want mm-hmm. but don't put yourself through the emotional turmoil of thinking that you can be in a long term relationship with a girl if you just
1: demonstrate that you can't You're, repeatedly yeah
0: what yeah. does the evidence suggest the evidence <laughs> suggests that I love this girl to bits but I can't stop shagging other girls okay so stop doing so the bit not, that's allow yourself to yeah. allow, like it's, allow it's yourself right to enact yeah, your Johnny fire oh. question
2: so, I think where that breaks down is it's I don't know what that was, I thought oh. it was a thought, an animal. Um, it implies that because we're getting into monogamy here, aren't we? To a like whether yeah. that's possible. Yeah, I think probably, and I don't know. This is a wild punt, but I would imagine the highest percentage of cheating happens in relationships where people have been people are in their forties to fifties. Be married a while, the spark has completely gone from a relationship, and that's when a lot know. of it happening. The, I, and I think like I don't know.
1: there's a big breakdown of stats around cheating. I've complete. I, I'll have to find it. I in, can't believe you don't link, link, we'll link it. Oh, uh, in fact, video,
0: in video guy Dean mm-hmm. will make sure up, Dean. that we will have those stats floating on the screen. So these, nice. so these stats right here.
1: It's these stats talk these about ones are those ones um, higher. Incidences of cheating with attractive couples, which kind of makes sense, I guess,
0: but... Because they've got better access.
1: Maybe that's it, or maybe, maybe they feel more desirable. Mm-hmm. I think there's also that there's a it's, a... it's an immature game that some some women play, and presumably some men as well, and I'm sure you've you have seen women that do this. This sounds like you've been on the sharp end of something. No, I, I, it, has, it hasn't happened <laughs> to me. really oh, fucking out of line. Actually, no, it has, it has happened to me, but um, yeah, so <coughs> women who will deliberately look for men who are in a relationship... And oh, just try right, and pursue right, yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Almost as a sense of like accomplishment. Just yeah, just to know that mm. they can. I was once in a club and this girl came up to me and started being like really forthcoming with me, like straight like straight away I'm like, okay. I would have loved to have seen this. Help help my hands like, Oh, come with me, come upstairs. Came upstairs, like basically dragging me up. First and then, touch, pick a palace, Oh, okay. And uh she and, and then she came up to her boyfriend and it was like she was clearly just trying to make him jealous of the up. first guy that she saw I was like I'm gonna get punched again should, by a taxi."
2: Yeah. <laughs> should have signed him up to the propane protocol. Uh, excuse me. Wouldn't um, have happened,
1: would it? Yeah. Well he wouldn't have signed up. If he, he had a
0: if he had a one sixty bench, she, she wouldn't have. She would never have gone to find you
2: if he'd been on the propane protocol.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Propanefitness.com forward slash just propaneprotocol.com. Propaneprotocol.com. There we go. bought
2: the domain. Dean. Dean.
0: Ding. Somewhere. So um, moving on to the we've segued here, but did I we like to do that, that bit. I feel like we were doing a bit... We're, doing, we're going to move on to the monogamy thing, but this is going oh, okay. to be an evolutionary basis for monogamy. Cool. So anyone who's read <laughs> Sex at Dawn by Chris Ryan will... I've not. Okay, so uh, on Aubrey Netflix... Marcus.
2: recommendation, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Aubrey Marcus said the first time that he touched another woman that wasn't his wife, he was physically sick.
2: And the first time his wife brought someone else home, he was physically
0: sick.
1: Is, is He's oh, only... Like, Marcus? sounds great, Aubrey.
0: Yeah, great, mate. Thank <laughs> you. Seize, <laughs> seize, seize that day, mate. But get the bucket first. Yeah.
1: He was like, I was on all fours, dry retching for for weeks, and but I broke through the barrier, and actually now it's really rewarding. All right, and you are like, oh, okay, cool, just hey, sounds hey, fucking hey, great, hey, Aubrey. Oh, Aubrey. You
0: know where he is at the <laughs> moment? He's in the middle of the. He's in Peru, having yeah, drink right. green smoothies. Yeah, drinking green smoothies over and over again. Mm. So, anthropological basis for monogamy. Um, there is to preface this. Mm. There is, I think it's called Explained on Netflix. And it is a series of 10 to 15 minute videos on a variety of subjects. There's one on K-pop. Um, oh, there's one on something else. And there's this. one on monogamy. Right. Chris Ryan's on that. And if you want to find out a little bit more about why he believes there is a this, this tenuous is- evolutionary basis for humans being monogamous. monogamous, watch that. Or read his book, Sex at Dawn. Or listen to Brett Weinstein and Heather Haying on Joe Rogan. And they do a really lovely little breakdown of that. But I'd like cool. I'd it. to link
2: Not the Chris Ryan. who's like the Geordie SAS guy who was with Andy McNabb. Different ones. Not just on Radio 1. That's, that's Chris Moyles. Chris
1: Moyles. See Pop how? culture <laughs> is uh,
0: lacking in this room, I, isn't
1: I, it? I mentioned Netflix yesterday on the podcast and I was really proud. Yeah. I was like, I watched a series on Netflix the other day. Because
2: uh, you go from it, you get
1: it. Yeah. yeah. So... This is a TED talk, again, there's so many resources, but it's called, I think it's called Your Brain on Porn, or it's something about that, and it's a psychiatrist talking about an increase or an influx of young men with erectile dysfunction, usually comorbid with depression, anxiety, those kind of things, and he thinks it's because of the increase in internet porn, and he says that this is based on a rat study, where they took a male rat... Introduced a female rat, measured its arousal response by like penile circumference, um, and measured how that changed over time. Over time, it so it, it rose above baseline, and then it became slowly desensitized to the female rat. Mm-hmm. Introduced a new female rat, and it went above baseline. Doesn't need to be better. Yep, it was just different. They kept doing that, and it kept going above baseline, but less and less until it became tolerant to the novelty of the stimulus. And eventually it went below baseline. And so it wasn't able to attain the same level of arousal that it did first time. And he says that we're doing this on a mass basis where we have unfettered access to a far greater rate of sexual novelty than you normally would in general human interaction. Mm-hmm. And the rate, rate of porn being produced far outpaces the rate that you could watch it, even on double speed. I love, I love that. St- when you and said so- that,
2: you're like, no one. Can keep up with the amount of porn <laughs> on the internet. Like, when you think about that, it's, that's it's really terrifying. true. Yeah. yeah. Did
0: we ever do that podcast where I cited loads of Pornhub stats? I, I think, think I did. It's a great stats They, they produce that, don't they? Yeah. Every you know why? They, They're a really clever company.
2: Why I think they do that. You can't market it, can you? You can't advertise it. People Pornhub. just organic shares, isn't but it? You produce that and people start telling their mates about it. Yeah. the only imagine, thing I can like, think of. Well, otherwise. that's the
0: thing. You don't ever... You, I've never been online and someone's sent me a link and been like... What's this what's this? Wait. X hamster.com <laughs> forward slash vid slash da 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 okay, have you got any more to add to that? So
1: that so he he says that what happens there is that this um we reset our baseline sensitivity to sexual stimulus but also to general reward and that porn addiction doesn't necessarily even come out of um wanting like out of a sexual drive anymore it comes out of like just wanting some kind of emotional excitement and some, something to do connection boredom. it could be connection it mm. could be like yeah. and and so people start watching weirder and weirder like mm. it's like porn. have you
0: seen Randy in South Park where he starts out like he doesn't get any porn for ages and then he starts with like Brazilian fart porn <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: the
2: first, the first thing he goes there's in, one you know. work where um, Peter tells Quagmire about, about porn, porn and he and comes
0: then he out comes and he's got his, his massive forearm
2: <laughs> Chris style yeah that's um, so um,
0: to move on <laughs> for men you can get porn on the internet <laughs> no yeah. you can't quite <laughs> so here's here's <laughs> one of the things that i wanted to move on to And this um, one of the problems is you may be able to jump in and actually provide a framework for men that they can lay down for women as i have done women for men i haven't been able to and i haven't got it in my head but what i do have is a bit of advice for men who want to date and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this okay so men who are um, outside of the norm let's say that there's a bell curve distribution of people who are normal and by normal that is similar interests similar mindset similar everything like nine to five job like football everything yeah whatever it might be wherever the the median falls wherever the median falls they are closer to that yeah by its very definition, the deeper that you are as a person, the more contrary, subtle, or alarming your views are going to be to society at large. <laughs> I love the idea of an
2: alarming view.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you're right. right. You're right. And given the choice between acceptability and honesty, most of us usually would choose the former. Mm. Okay. So a very Alanda button.
1: <laughs> What's that? I don't know how you pronounce his name. Alain de Botton. Alain de Botton. Alain de Do you know Alain Alain. why that is? If because that is it's wrong. a direct quote from uh, okay. Why We Are Born to Lonely. You be said it lonely. so quickly. Alain de, Alain de
0: Botton. Alain de Botton. Uh, so, the video that I'm citing here is one called Why We Are Fated to Be Lonely by School of Life. It's six minutes long and I must have watched it about 100 times. I'll make sure it's linked in the show notes, but I cannot advise anyone who's a person of depth to watch anything more. It completely reframed my thoughts on this. And this is for advice for guys who perhaps don't fit into what would be a typical category. And if you are someone who's a little bit of an enigma to one degree or another, that it doesn't fit into the archetypal role. For instance, as a good example, is what I always talk about with yourself. like Top knot. Well, yeah. What, that's why the top knot works. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because clean cut often wear navy, but... <laughs> oh my God, he's got a top knot. Oh my God, he can deadlift 310 kilos. Why is he a chartered accountant? Why does he run his own business? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, that enigma is what makes things interesting. I think
2: even without the top knot, it's, yeah, <laughs> a lot okay, of people yeah. are still confused. But the same, you know,
0: the, same, the same for all of us to one degree or yeah. another. And I think that's why we all get on. Because I think mainly scum. It's mostly you. You are, the, you are the, the outlier. Machine. You are an outlier amongst outliers. <laughs> um, so, And here's my thing, right? So what he says is that A certain degree of loneliness is a kind of tax that we have to pay to atone for a certain complexity of mind. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. What this means is it can lead to, especially men that have got a particular level of depth, to actually struggle dating, finding connections with other people. And what I want this particular section of the podcast to do is to not only champion that kind of an approach for men, to further themselves in life and in dating and in a bunch of other things, but also to get them to really dig their heels into what they, what they believe in and who they are. I think and it's to, important
1: to first distinguish whether if you listen to this, you're like, you, you're not just like, Oh yeah. The reason I can't get any female attention is just cause I'm such an enigma. And I'm just so deep man. What well, like, well, you don't but actually,
0: understand here is like, I just, I got these thoughts and they go around
1: <laughs> in my head. Like, yes. Yeah, it's it's like making the distinction and having being objective enough to say, is it because of that that I'm unable to find a mate, or is it? I wish I could find that quote because it put it so It's like
2: well. I can't parallel park. Um, my my t-shirts are always dirty. I haven't got a job and I'm single and I've got no idea why. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Okay. So like, 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 clean clean the clean your room. Mm-hmm. Right. Do the basics. Basic like, stuff. Get, get
1: rid of the low-hanging right. fruit, okay? Read Models by Mark Manson, and it's got all the low-hanging fruit in there. That is Bible it's for shit like this. Okay, yeah, it really cool. Definitely. Well, yeah. It's a shame I haven't read it, but... <laughs> it's so... <laughs> th- there's, just, there's no tactics or anything. It's literally just get... get I don't think finished. you'd be the best it. version of you, yourself. You wouldn't be surprised
2: yeah. by anything in it. Cool. It's just basic
1: Do you know what... Things.
0: Do you
2: know what... You might know this. Do you
0: know mm-hmm. what the word
1: namaste means? I recognise the uh, the infinite within you.
0: The best in me and the best in
1: you. Yeah, people water it down to mean that because it's like... It sounds less like yeah okay well, the infinite Well, the, the divine within yeah. got it okay
0: so my my point here is that a number of men may when given the opportunity between honesty and acceptability a number of women as well but I can only speak from my personal experience right but this applies to women as much as it does to men they have the choice between honesty and acceptability and if your honesty results in catastrophic body odour or Mm -hmm. racial slurs, every other word, Mm -hmm. or do you know what I mean? Like you need to, there needs to be some sort of mediating here. But for the most part, what I'm talking about is someone who's maybe got a particular, an alternative worldview or thinks about, uh, tries to distill concepts down in the mind or has a very active mind, or maybe suffers with depressive thoughts or suffers with whatever it might be, that... I'm talking from personal experience here, and you can rate this down by, you know, there's certain elements of my character, and I don't want this to sound like I'm proclaiming that, uh, like showcasing myself, but I know as an absolute fact that there will be less women overall that are interested in you. Your total area under the curve will be less as a man in terms of finding a mate, okay? Okay being this particular level of depth. Mm -hmm. But I promise you, and this is to every man that's listening or watching, out there, you will, totally under the curve, you may suffer unless you pull your acceptability, uh, your honesty back in. However, every so often, you are going to strike a girl that no one else can get. I promise that that's the way that it works. That you will get to the stage where a girl that you never ever thought would be interested in you Or a friend that you never ever thought or an opportunity that you never thought that you would get. This works across a whole number of different And the same for girls as well. And the reason for that is that you are the equivalent of a business that's servicing a niche market. And this market is completely, completely untapped. And what they're doing is they're making do with other businesses that kind of get close to what they need. Like a similar
2: solution, but not quite what they want. It's not quite what they want.
0: And every so often, this person is going to find in you this unique blend of very, very enigmatic, different values.
1: That they're not going to be able to replicate from someone under the belt. You have
0: got, you have got absolutely not. And this is the beauty. This is one of the things I was having a discussion quite recently with someone about this. Again, guys that have got this particular level of depth, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, because we are presented the best of everyone else's lives, but yet we see the worst of our own. And this is in normal discourse. No one ever says, you don't say, how's your day going? And you go, Oh well, mate, it's fucking shit. Actually, I woke up really depressed. It's mm-hmm. the candor is you're just doing it. It's a greeting, right? It's the same as saying hello. We mm-hmm. need
1: to do a podcast on honesty because yeah. it's such a...
0: It's a it, it's it's core tenant of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, integrity, virtue, honesty, be true to yourself. Try not to lie as much as possible, etc., etc. So I'm talking to this guy and I'm saying, look, I'm aware that you get to see your own blunders from the the front, a front row seat, right? You see it every single second of the day and you only get to see the this much the highlight reel of everybody else's let's flip that on its head right what you have as a man or as a woman who sees their own depth is this really colorful world where you have so much depth so much variety of views and that means that you and only you can be you but when you see the highlight reel of everyone else who are choosing acceptability instead of honesty what do you see there Mm. All you see is cookie cutter design that's just replicated and replicated and replicated over and over. So take that as your power. Like that as someone who, a, a person who has a particular degree of depth is where you can draw an awful lot of power from that you go, well, hang on a second. Yeah, cool. This person I thought was really good for me or was this, that, and the other. And then maybe it's worked out or maybe it's not. And I'm a little bit hurt or whatever. And I thought that they were, there were this girl that I never thought this guy that I thought I'd never get to be with. And I really, really value them. But you go, I see on Instagram and Facebook or on a night out or at work, I see fucking millions of people like them. But I know through personal experience that there's only one of me. I think that's a really liberating thing Mm.
1: to think. Really well put as well.
0: Well, this has been something that I've
2: been, that's been percolating around for a little while and I've been trying to distill it down. I think it's very, that, that distinction is probably more prevalent in your world in the sense, in, in the world that, it, that exists in the nightlife of Newcastle
1: than I think I feel exposed to. So maybe. I think with... It's an interesting one with Chris because um, over the last five, six years, at least since we've known him, <laughs> what? Just... No, I'm not going to say. Okay. <laughs> 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 the we've we we've seen you on this path of of becoming more authentic becoming more comfortable with your own um uh, with your own values that you didn't feel were acceptable and becoming more upfront with that mm-hmm. the problem that confounds this is that you haven't gone down in acceptability because deep down like you're you're a decent person you not as you know you said like if your honesty is racial slurs and and mm-hmm. being a prick and then you're actually trying to be more acceptable by it, coating over that then that's a different thing but mm-hmm. you've revealed someone who is a, is fundamentally a good guy mm-hmm. and the authenticity in itself is an attractive trait mm-hmm. plus you are placed in a dominance hierarchy quite high up mm-hmm. that's of, that's that's, that's what i that's what i wanted to try it and, <laughs> and um, so so all of these factors plus like you're a beautiful man so um thank you all these things together we go into the bedroom yeah, let's, let's do it. Ooh, yeah. um, so, oh my God. So, so the problem is like you, you maybe ha- like you haven't taken the hit on acceptability by becoming more honest because you had the other fundamentals in place.
0: Agreed. But it's also still I would but still say to today, like my typical access and I get to see the best cross section of potential partners. Right. And this works for men and for women, I think equally. A night out is a pretty good idea because it's a pretty ubiquitous environment for people to be in. Not everyone works at KPMG, not everyone goes to the gym, but almost everybody goes on nights out at some point. Yeah. Even if it's once a year, twice a year, once yep. a week. Very good cross section. Representative sample. Yeah. Yep. And I know for a fact that I'm my access or my um I imagine
1: it'll have changed the access on the end ranges of the bell curve. Probably hasn't made much difference to the centre of the bell still, curve. Still still
0: still can't relate to the vast majority of people in the middle?
1: Like you, I, I'd imagine you you might sleep with a lot of them because they because there's no um, there's no nuance in that interaction, and so there's not chance for that to be picked up on. But then, yeah, your your access and the depth of or to the the people who are the, the outliers probably. Mm-hmm. But remember,
0: so and here's here's the the crux of the story, and this is for men and for women, right? I want this particular element to read as a little bit of a champion for romance to a degree. We're not talking here about like how to shag as many people as possible. And you know, there's strategies behind that as well. Like, you know, there's an entire culture for both men and women of pickup artistry. Um, But this is more about champion for romance, right? And for whoever you are, you only really need, you don't need to perform well in the league games in the middle of October you only need to win the cup final once or twice. Because as long as you're able to do that and get that partner that you really, really fucking desire and that makes you feel whole, you only need to get that once or twice and not fuck it. And that's you set for life. It's not about, like, no one remembers the guy that came 53rd in the world in the CrossFit Open, but they remember the guy that won. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the same as that. You only need to win. Mm. And by getting that, by by, um, using your deepness and your uniqueness as a virtue and taking a lot of power from that, taking your power from that, it allows you to access these people as potential partners who you never would have done had you have pushed yourself right into the middle of the bell curve. Mm -hmm. Not only have you lied about who you are, (laughs) So that you're never going to have a real connection with this person. And you're then potentially trapped in this prison of pretending to be this person for the rest of your life, which you never were. So your level of depth of connection at the beginning and for all eternity until you die or break up with them is is locked into this like semi-truthful approach. You also get get to have a partner that you feel proud of because they love you for you.
1: Yeah, there's an advantage overall. And that, like, I, I think in that sense, you, you maybe don't need to take the hit on acceptability in any, in any case. Like, yeah, it, it only opens up options. It doesn't close them off. And the more you understand yourself, the more you can be authentic in a relationship and the more you can give in that as well. Mm-hmm. So
2: the next question is, how do you know that the partner is the right partner?
1: Uh, do you did you want to do one on monogamy entire, as well? Got an entire framework for it. Who who it? You did,
2: but it, that's what all those notes are.
1: Because I, I was going to say, can we can we get on to these? Uh...
2: It's a very big. It's a very different path.
0: Well, I think that we can probably close this one there. Okay. I think that we can draw a line under this podcast. And I'd said before we started this one, I wanted this one to be as close to serious as we can do. Mm. We're about to roll into q and A, Q&A, which is definitely not going to be serious. Absolutely. Video guidee. I have um, I do. I've run out of battery on the G7X. Oh, so no. FYI, we can get around about bang on an hour of three 20-minute videos in there. So if you're listening, please subscribe to the Modern Wisdom YouTube channel. We will be coming back at some point soon when we've got fresh cognitive capacity. Mm. And we will be doing,
2: so it's whether to decide to get into a relationship or not how to decide who to be in a relationship with, and then some principles to to see if that person's a viable long-term partner.
1: So everything from what we've discussed forward. I think that's Great. really cool. Mm. I've enjoyed
0: today. That's been awesome. Don't forget to subscribe. Please make sure that you follow Propane Fitness, at Propane Fitness on everything online, at Chris Willex on Twitter, all the rest of the stuff. Um, You're okay? he's not, he's not going to add the
1: text, okay? and it's just going to make me look like... Are you okay. See, this is... The- <laughs> you're having a bit, aren't you? <laughs> you look
2: like you was trying to land a plane. <laughs> okay, K-Biden. Okay, K-Biden. Okay, <sighs>